Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Ezekiel 37. I feel the hand of the Lord upon you. There's such a strong anointing. I normally don't put a personal plug in for a message to for you to listen to or recommend. But if you were not here Wednesday night, you need to go download podcasts. You need to go download the podcast or you need to get on Facebook and go back to Wednesday night's message. For I truly believe it is one of the messages, and I say this very humbly, of all the messages that I've ever preached in my almost 47 years of living. I don't know that I've ever, ever carried a message so heavy in my spirit and that I ever felt was so designed and script for our church and where we are and for your personal, your personal well-being and your spiritual well-being. So I would ask that you would go and listen and, and let the word encourage you. The hand of the Lord was upon me and called me out in the spirit of the Lord and sat me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. I want to preach to you for a little bit this morning and I'm conscious of the time what revival looks like before revival happens. Let that sink in right there. What revival looks like before revival happens. Lord, I ask God that you would help me to deliver the word. It's such an honor, the highest privilege known to man to stand behind this sacred desk and to preach. I take this opportunity not for granted. Use me for your glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Turn to someone and say these words. What revival looks like before revival happens. And you may be seated. We are so honored. Our special guest sitting beside my wife today. We're so glad you're here. and We thank you for being here today. You have heard, no doubt, this particular portion of Scripture read at some point in your life, but perhaps you sit here today and you haven't. We walk into the life of the prophet Ezekiel. He is looking at a vision or he is being carried away out into the Spirit of the Lord, the Bible says in verse 1. And the Bible says, it set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Verse 2 said, and it caused me to pass by them round about. 
And behold, there were, everybody say this with me, very many in an open, in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. So imagine going with the prophet Ezekiel, being carried away by the Spirit of the Lord, being brought down into a valley, an open valley. The valley being full of bones, but not just bones. The Bible would say, lo, they were very dry bones. The sign or any resemblance of life had well escaped those bones. But the Spirit of the Lord would say to the prophet, Son of man, can these bones live? And, you know, I'm sure much like you, looking at a dry, dead corpse, if you were presented that question, you would probably have maybe a little slightly different word choice uh, to say, but Ezekiel was smart enough to say, Oh Lord God, Thou knowest. You know what the potential is of these bones, Brother Matthew. You know what. I, I don't even have an answer. I, I, I can't even answer. Because if I went with what I thought, I don't want to provoke you to anger, God. So I'm just going to answer what I feel is the best situation here or the best answer to the question. Of, oh, Lord God, thou knowest. And the Spirit of the Lord would speak uh, Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Ooh, I wish I had two or three people that just say that with me right now. O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. My, my, my. Thus saith the Lord God unto, everybody say, these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Somebody say live. And I will lay sinews upon you. I will lay skin upon you and will bring up the flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know. I feel it, Brother Dodd. It's in the house today. Ye shall know that I am the Lord. Ye shall know everything that looked dry, everything that looked, uh, the, the absence of life far removed from these dry bones. But God told Ezekiel, you prophesy to these bones. You speak, thus saith the Lord. So I prophesy. God told him what to say. So he did it. I did as I was commanded and I prophesied. Isn't it amazing when I read this, what happens after he opened his mouth? There was a noise, and behold, a shaking. 
And bone came to bone. Bones came together. Bone to his bone. Now, they didn't get misplaced. This person's bone, this person's leg didn't get on this person's leg. And this person's arm didn't get to, to this person's arm. No! The bones came together, bone to his bone. Uh, and when I beheld low sinews and the flesh came up upon him and covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, that the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, we always like to read verse 10. There stood an army. There stood, man, they were, they were clothed in their right mind. They had it all bone to bone, flesh on bone. Now, the breath of God. But before they ever had a breakthrough, they had to go through. I feel like I'm preaching to some people right now under the sound of my voice. You're going through some stuff right now and you're just on this side of a breakthrough. You're giving us, you're giving us the picture of what revival looks like before revival ever happens. Let me just tell you what revival looks like. Revival looks like it's dead. Revival looks like it's broken. Revival looks like it's disconnected. Revival looks like it's addicted. Revival looks like it's all miscontorted and lifeless. I said that's what revival looks like. But that's not what revival will be. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like in the Holy Ghost right now telling somebody uh, that, that which looks dead, that which looks broken, that which looks disconnected, that which looks lifeless. Uh, you're just one prophetic utterance away from deliverance coming to your home. Uh, it's one response uh, from you, uh, one response from your lips uh, that will utter the prophetic word uh, that will release revival into your circumstances, into your home. I, 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 I could not get away from this scripture last night. For verse 11, and we're, we're, then he said, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, somebody say that with me, they say, they say our bones are dry and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, O my people, 
I will open up your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and and I shall place you in your own land, then shall you know I am the Lord, have spoken it. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and performed it, saith the Lord. Let Let me try to help somebody this morning. Uh, beware of the they-sayers. Now, I know we've said, uh, we, we, we know about the naysayers. Moses, and, uh, he interacted with the naysayers when, when they were in the journey from the wilderness to the promised land. There was the naysayers that said, uh, we, we be but grasshoppers in our own sight. There's giants in the land. And when you're in the process of revival, uh, there will all be, always be those uh, naysayers. They will say you can't live for God. They will say uh, you can't be clean. They will say uh, you can't remain married. They will say uh, you can't get a job. They will say all manner of things to try to discourage you. I feel like that is where we are in the spirit that we, if we're not careful, will become a bunch of they-sayers to those that are needing revival. Those that are needing a spiritual resurrection. There are those that are coming into our midst on a weekly basis that are constantly being bombarded by the they say. The they sayers, our bones are dry. I've gone too far. I've, I've done too much. But let me prophesy in the Holy Ghost. You're just one prophetic word of a divine release into your mind and into your heart where you will step out of the mundane and step out from the background into the forefront. You're just a picture of what revival looks like now what it looks like now before it happens yes you may be a certain way yes you may have done certain things but oh revival's not through with you yet there's about to be an there's about to be an awakening that's a I said, I feel a whole lot of shaking about to go on around here. Yes, they said you couldn't, but yes, you can. Yes, they said you'll backslide again. Yes, you'll leave church again. No, you won't. You've got to come against the spirit of the naysayers. And you've got to say, I'm right in the place of revival. This is what I look like. This is what revival looks like now. But I'm about to get revived. I'm about to get my act together. I'm about to get my family together. I'm about to do this. I'm getting my list together on what I'm going to do. You may walk in here with family issues, marital issues, kids acting crazy, job situation. You may have received an unexpected diagnosis. If you live for God long enough, You're going to do like Ezekiel. Oh, Lord, 
God. You're going to have some oh Lord God moments in your life. When the bills are due and you don't have enough money in the bank. When you, oh Lord God. How many have even prayed them prayers this week? Just be honest with yourself. It's when you have those oh Lord God moments. That God reveals himself to you. And you come in agreement with obedience. Sometimes just getting up. Getting your clothes on. Getting to the church. Getting in a worship service. Hearing the word of God. Is all you need to do. To be a catalyst. To become the catalyst for change in your own personal life. Some of you went through pure hell to get to church today because the enemy knew if you could ever get here, you were going to hear the prophetic word. You was going to hear the preaching of the word. He knew the wind was about to blow. He knew the bones were about to come together. He knew there was about to be a sound from heaven as of a rush. Said there's about to be a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It is going to bring your bone to your bone. Your family to your family. Your situation to your situation. But it all started with an obedient prophet. I feel like I'm being obedient today, Lord. I don't have much, I don't have much other than your word today, and that's all I need. But I've come to stand behind this. I've come to stand behind this desk and declare it. You're coming out of this. I've come to declare unto you. Uh, you're going to come out of this. I've come to declare your kids will be saved. I've come to declare uh, that addiction will lose it. That addiction will lose its grip. That worldliness and carnality will lose its grip. That's just what revival looks like. What you're looking at, what you're witnessing right now is what revival looks like. They're just one word. They're just one prophetic utterance from those chains being broken. So what's the ingredients for revival? A valley full of dry bones. You know what the ingredients to revival, brother? A valley full of dry bones. That's what revival looks like. I said revival looks like it's dead. I said, I don't know why I'm hitting this so hard today, but somebody, revival looks hopeless. Revival looks like, oh God, oh Lord God, what am I going to do? I ain't got much hair yet left, but I'm pulling it out. I don't have much brown or blonde. It's turning to gray. Well, what am I going to do? The ingredients for revival looks like a valley. It looks hopeless. But I don't think it was just a valley. You go back and read it, Brother Chris. The Bible said it was an open valley. You know what it tells me? If the valley's open, I don't have to stay in the valley. If the valley's open, I just need to run out of the valley and say, I ain't staying in the valley any longer. The valley's open. I've come to let somebody know your valley's open. I said the door to your valley is open. You don't have to stay there. 
Well, I'm waiting on this to happen. I'm waiting on that to happen. The door's open. Somebody shout, get out. Get out of the valley. The door to the valley's open. That's the ingredient to revival. It's a valley, but it's an open valley. Well, I just don't, I don't know. Just turn around. You need to look around and say, my Lord, I see a little opening. I see a little opening in the valley. I, I didn't realize this valley was open. I felt like I was here to stay. I felt like this had my mind gripped. I, I thought I'd always be like this. I thought I'd always be consumed by these thoughts and these actions and making these same old decisions. Ingredients of a revival. You got to have a valley. What about deadness? You can't revive what ain't dead. I said you can't revive what ain't dead. So if we're going to have a revival, there's going to have to be some dead folk in here. It ought to scare us, Brother Otis, when everybody looks the same way. Well, I might as well just jump on out here. It ought to bother us when we don't smell a little nicotine in the atmosphere. It ought to smell us when we... When's the last time you smelt a little whiskey on somebody's breath? When's the last time somebody walked in and their eyes were glassed over for what they did last night and they didn't even had time... They done drank a whole pot of coffee and they still have the residue still on them. God help us sanctified folk. God help our sanctified folk in this place. When we get so comfortable with our little three songs. Take up the offering, do the announcements. Pastors go come preach. God help us. If there's not some deadness in the church, God help us if there's not some dry, dead bones in the church because that's what revival looks like. I said that's what That's what revival looks like. I'm not telling those that have been filled with the Holy Ghost to look like you're dry, dead, plucked up by the roots. But I'm talking about lost folks. I'm talking about bound folk. I'm talking about those that are in a valley, but they're dead. Deadness is an ingredient to revival. I just wonder what would happen this week if we just started inviting a bunch of dead people to church. Well, I, I want this kind of people in my church. I want this kind of person. I, I'm not going to invite them. They'll make our church look bad. God, help us. I said, that's an ingredient for revival. Valleys and deadness. But let me tell you the factor or one of the factors that change everything. When there is a valley of bones that are not just dry, but very dry. When there are spiritually dead people, you got to have preaching. I said, you got to have preaching. 
You've got to have a word fresh off the fresh off the altar. You've got to have the prophetic word going forth. Somebody to stand in a pulpit and say, Thus saith the Lord. Not three points at a point. Not shake a preacher's hand or join the role of a membership of a church. But somebody who can bring fire down from heaven. Who can produce with the anointing, the liberating power of the Holy Ghost. It would be moments like Peter would stand up on the day of Pentecost. They would look. And they, they would say, what meaneth this? What must I do to be saved? And they would hear the words of an apostle that would stand and prophesy, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can't make it without preaching. You cannot make it without preaching. In your lowest of valleys, in the dryness of your driest season, it's the preaching. It's what's going to bring life into you. It's the preaching that's going to cause a desire to be rekindled to get to the house of God. It's going to be the preaching of the word. It's going to create something on the inside. That would say, I want to change. I desire a difference. I refuse to be dead. I refuse to walk in darkness. Everybody say valley. Everybody say deadness. Everybody say preaching. If we can get those three ingredients to working right here in this service today. If I was to raise your hand, ask you to raise your hands, how many's in a valley? How many feel dead today? How many feel like your bones, your spiritual bones are dry? You feel like there's no life and I don't know how much further I can go. And the prophetic words going forth right now telling you you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Open up in your mouth. Open up your mouth and you begin to declare, I'm going to make it. God's going to work it out. All things work together for my good. I will be the head, not the tail. I will be above, not beneath. I will be that all that God called me to be. You got to start declaring it. You got to start speaking it. You got to start preaching it and prophesying. I dare say if we did what Sister Paula told us, that word that's in your heart that you learn as a little toddler, as you learn in Sunday school, if you would learn to start preaching your own messages, start preaching your own word, I just wonder if God's waiting on somebody that would open up their own mouth and start prophesying over their circumstances, prophesying over... It's easy to hide behind a keyboard and say how bad it is. It's, hard, it's easy to get on Facebook and say, my God, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what my kids going to I don't know. I don't know. I just wonder if the devil would be blown away if I just got my word out. And I sat down. The pastor said this is what revival looks like. And I just said, and I just go around. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh 
from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Lord, I, I, I could do this for a long time and have fun doing it. But you know what? If you just start flipping through that, that old book of Psalms and you just begin to, oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with thy glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will wake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reaches unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I just wonder if some of our victories need to be loosed. By personal prophetic utterances. I believe in the preaching of the word. I believe it. But what about Monday when the preacher ain't around? Some of you need to wake the preacher up on the inside of you. I said, some of you need to open your voice on the inside of you. And when it looks like the valley doesn't have an opening, it does. When it looks like the barren and the broken and the dead is overbearing and it will... Your deliverance is on the other side of your spoken words. It's on the other side of you declaring and prophesying to whatever the situation is. Because the moment you open your mouth and you begin to interact with the word of God like Ezekiel did. It's amazing to me. Ezekiel did exactly what he was told to do. It's amazing what happens when we obey what the word says. I said, it's amazing the response from heaven when we just obey the word. Because when you obey the word, let me tell you what the, the next ingredient of revival is. There will be a whole lot of noise and there will be a whole lot of shaking going on. You wonder why I don't like dead church? That's why I don't like dead church. Because what happens as a response to the valleys, what happens in response to the deadness, what happens in response to the preaching is a whole lot of noise and a whole lot of shaking. I just wonder if the absence of noise and the absence of shaking is because it's the silence of obedience in the heart of believers have we graduated to the point that we don't need noise or shaking have we graduated to the point where we don't need personal preaching have we graduated to the point where we believe the song literally me and Jesus have our own thing going I don't need nobody else God help us I said God help us there's a noise and a shaking ready to move in this place. It's already begun to happen. There's a noise and a shaking that's a part of the ingredients of revival. Well, I love the, I love the preaching, but I don't want none of that noise and shaking. I just want to be comfortable in church. I, 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 don't, I, don't, want, I don't want that noise and shaking stuff. Let me just tell you. There was noise and shaking in the Old Testament. It got so bad, the noise and the shaking and the smoke and the glory, the priest couldn't even stand to minister. 
They couldn't even stand to minister. I would to God every now and again that there would be such a presence in this place that there would be a moving and a shaking in the personal hearts of men and women. We just fall prostrate on the floor and say, God, I can't do nothing else. It's for your glory. I worship you. I adore you. I lift up your name in the sanctuary. When there's noise and there's shaking, then the Spirit of God moves. There is what we call, the Bible calls in Ezekiel, the breath of God. The breath of God. It was the breath of God that brought life to the lifeless bones. It was the Spirit of God going into lifeless circumstances. Here's what stood out to me. He prophesied breath before there was ever flesh. Before there were ever bones. Before there was ever a resurrection of the bones. He prophesied. In other words, he started speaking things not as they were, but as they would be. Then God responded could it be a musician's come could it be God's waiting on you to start speaking before you ever see any testimony of it happening pastor all I see is deadness all I see is a valley all I see is impossibilities all I see is dead dry bones prophesy anyway prophesy anyway Prophesy. I don't see it happening. I don't see it coming together. I start prophesying it anyway. Before restoration ever happens. Before deliverance ever comes. Before you ever see the end result of revival. What if you started speaking it today? Start declaring it right now. Start putting prayers into motion right now. And when you do that. Say, God, I've obeyed what you said to. I'm speaking over. Stand to your feet right now. I feel like there's some, you're about to speak some things into existence right now. Mm. You're about to speak some things. I'm going to say this in the Holy Ghost. The diagnosis says they're dead. I said, the diagnosis says they're dead. But the prescription is prophesy. I'm going to say it again. Somebody's going to catch it. It's going to find root. It's going to find. The diagnosis says they're dead. But the prescription. You don't write prescriptions to dead folks. I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost said. You'd believe it or not. The prescription. To the deadness. Is to prophesy. Prophesy. 
speak, utter, groan. Let the Spirit make intercession for you. Well, I don't have the words, Pastor. I don't know what to say. Just ask God to, ask God to fill your mouth with words. It may be an unknown tongue. It may be a groaning. It cannot be interpreted. But what you don't know is, you're waging war in the heavenlies. You're waging war with imps of hell. Daniel prayed for 21 days. And the Bible would say, I tried to get to you, son. But I was fighting demons trying to get to you for 21 days. But let me just tell you, God heard your prayer on the first day. <laughs> you may have to prophesy for 21 days before the manifestation of what you prayed for actually reveals itself. But it's the time in between the prayers being prayed and the prayers being answered is what revival looks like before revival happens. I wish somebody would just step out of your seat. Forget who, forget the they sayers. Forget those that are saying, it ain't never going to happen. It's not going to work out. It's not going to take place. This cannot take place. You cannot be delivered. You cannot walk differently. I know what I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost. You may look foolish, but prophesy anyway. It may not make sense, but prophesy anyway. They may be going diametrically opposed to the direction you're praying. But prophesy anyway. And if you could, those that have moved to this front, if you would take two steps closer to the front. And make room for those that will join you. I know what the diagnosis said. But I know what the prescription says. Prophesy. What does that mean, Pastor? Just start speaking things you want to happen. Start speaking things in the will of God. And say, God, I want your will to be done. I want my mama to be saved. I want my dad to be saved. I want my children to be saved. I want my marriage restored. I want the will of God for my life. What's about to happen? There's about to be a whole lot of shaking going on in this room. There's about to be a whole lot of movement because the, the breath of God is about to breathe. Before the breath happens, there will be a shaking of the heart. There will be a shaking of the mind. Lift up your hands all over this place. Lift up your hands all over this place. If you're praying in this altar, the valley it's got an opening. The dead is there. The word has been preached. And what I want you to start doing is start personal prophesying right now. Lift up your voice right now. Lift it up. Start speaking things. Start declaring things. Start believing it in your mind. Start seeing it in the spirit. Can these bones live? Oh Lord, you're there. Can this marriage be healed? Yes, it can. Lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. 